We are joined by, it feels like it's been ages, from TSN Edge, betting fantasy analyst focused mostly on the NBA. It is Wesley Chang. Wesley, first off, um, Happy New Year. I think it's way too late to say it, but um, how are you doing? How is the young family? Hey, cause thanks for the wishes. Happy New Year to you, too. Yeah, it has been a minute. Young family's doing good. You know, uh, obviously the Raptors, they've been struggling. My yeah. family luckily has not. So, you know, life's good. All right, cause Good. <laughs> Good, good. And I got to tell you, I don't know, uh, you know, what your skin regimen is, but whenever there's a new parent on TV, I'm looking for under the eyes, and you look energetic. So I don't know what you're doing, but it is paying off. Um, I want to start in a completely different direction. We were doing in the last segment our stardom, sit em, cut em. And I was asked, who was the Raptors MVP? Siakam, OG Ananobi, or Fred Van Vliet? Who would I start? Who would I sit? Who would I cut? And it got, the, the thing that I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, the one name not included is Scotty Barnes. From a fantasy standpoint, for anyone who drafted Scotty Barnes, how are they at the beginning of the year, with whatever the expectations should have been, how are they feeling on January 12th? Yeah, most teams with Scotty Barnes on their fantasy team are probably in the bottom half of the league. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much guaranteed. Yeah, not been a good year for Scotty. Uh, he was... He was expected to do very well, and he's kind of he's kind of regressed a bit. But he's doing better. He started really slow, and it's it's getting better. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. It, it, none of this is to say he's doomed or we're down on him. But it's just what the expectations were. And then, like, take last. Like, imagine anyone doing pro. I tell you that the Raptors are going to score 132 points. They're going to shoot 50. percent They're going to get 20 uh, three pointers. And Scotty has five field goal attempts in the game. Like, I don't know anyone who's betting any Scotty Barnes overs right now. It's, I mean, it's really weird. It's a really weird era of Scotty Barnes offense because of late, a lot of teams have been putting their set, like opposing centers on Scotty, leaving him by himself on the three point line. Uh, I'm, he'll figure it out. I'm actually really confident he's a good enough offensive player to get through it. But I think it's just so foreign to him that. He's not really figuring it. It just takes time to figure yeah. out something like that. So the fact that it's kind of been happening now multiple games in a row, I think he'll start to figure it out, and then teams might have to revert back to playing him normally. But it's just this weird period. Like Mason Plumley was guarding him all night, right? And oh. kind of kind of funky. Oh, but, the, but at the very least, we got the uh, Scotty Barnes dunk on Plumley, so we'll, we'll always have that from the last game. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know if you have any specific bets you like in tonight's Raptors uh, Hornets game on FanDuel. There's some. There's a whole bunch of. Um, there's a, just a wide variety of bets. I wanted to throw two by you and get your thoughts on it. Um, one is positive Raptors. One is negative Raptors. Terry Rozier twenty plus points and a Hornets win at plus four twenty. Thoughts on when I your initial thoughts when I throw that out? Yeah, I mean they're correlated. So I get it. I mean, it's, uh, if Rogier goes off, you know, the Hornets should obviously win. But they're eight-point dogs. I, I, I just don't I, – I, you know you know how the hey, – Raps go to 132 points. You think, like, oh, my God, that's, like, really uncharacteristic of them. That's, like, what, third, fourth high-scoring game of the season? Yeah. But Charlotte played really, like, above average for themselves, too, in this game against us on Tuesday. So I – like, Rogier, I think he, what, he missed five shots. Yep. On 19? 
And they were hard shots as well. Like he was like that's that, not he, happening. He, they were contested. Yeah. That is not happening again. So um, All right. I get that twenty. Yeah, I get twenty points is you know reasonable if you look at it, but I, I wouldn't take that. I think the Raptors win this game. All right then. Okay, then let's go on to the. I think the Raptors win the game. Fred Van Vliet, who didn't shoot the ball well until they needed him to, when it was a one point game, he hits back to back threes. Fred Van Vliet to score twenty five points or more, and the Raptors win. That's at plus three eighty. So basically, nearly four to one odds. I mean, what I like about that is you're getting Raps money line. You're not you're not getting paid out much on that, right? Yeah. So it's a nice little it's a nice little bonus there. Again, good correlation. But Fred to get 25. Um, I know. I, that's that's just it's a big ask. It's a big ask. Yep. So if uh, if you're really feeling it's a Freddie night, go for it by all means. I like that you're tagging the money line to it. They definitely go hand in hand. I, I just don't think I just don't Freddie needs to go off in this game. Um, especially on like a 25 point clip. I, I don't I don't see that happening for him tonight. Is there any bets or anything? And b- before we move on, more bigger picture MVP talk, things like that. Um, is yeah. there any uh, Raptor related? Is there any Raptor related that you like in uh, tonight's game? Yeah, it's okay. Well, I mean, first of all, very unique situation. You're getting to play a team second night in a row. Yeah, at home as well. So it, it's weird in the sense that you can cherry pick some stuff you saw from Tuesday. So I'm very curious to see how the Raps defend Mason Plumlee again. If you saw all the buckets that he scored, it's all because the Raps were basically just ignoring him. And they were really hovering over the um, primary playmaker in the pick and rolls. So Scotty Barnes, I think he was on him four of his shots. Coloco on two, like Boucher two or three. And they just all kind of ignored Plumlee. Yep. I'm very curious to see if Nick Nurse like puts more emphasis on that. Or if that's just a mistake in how the Raps play defense against a big, if so, then you should take the over on Plumlee points because those are like they're just all dunks. Every single basket is pretty much right at the rim for him, right? So, yep. um, over twelve and a half is one that I'm intrigued by, especially because of how Raptors play defense. But you know, you, you talk about Fred points, right? One of the reasons why I'm hesitant to take Fred is just because Gary Trent Jr. is playing so well. Yep. And so when Gary's on like this. I find the team is really good about deferring to the guy who's doing well, and Gary's just been very consistent since getting back into the starting lineup. So he's at 20.5 on FanDuel. He's somebody I'm keeping an eye out for. Ever since he's been in the starting lineup, he scored 20 points or more in four of the five, five of the six games. So uh, Gary's just somebody I like a lot in this game tonight. I think he should hit his over. And then we talked about Barnes, right? I am very curious to see if Barnes just keeps doing what he did last game, which is be a really good facilitator because of how the Charlotte defense, they're kind of defending him, putting a center on him, kind of staying off of him a little bit and giving him the three-point shot and all that. Scotty's a very capable passer. Let's see if he knows how to eat up some of that space and then make the right pass at the right time and all that. So those are the ones that catch my eye. Um, I would would recommend, you know, any of those three. I think they're – based off of what happened on Tuesday, good place. And if you want a little more value uh, on FanDuel, I'm looking at it right now, Mason Plumley to score 15 points or more is at plus 
1.30, so maybe uh, keep an eye on that as well. Um, there you go. Checking, checking in your latest work again, joined by Wesley Chang from TSN Edge. Um, you uh, you and Kara Waglin, beyond she shaming you about Jokic, which we can get to. Uh, the, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, they're great, and, and everyone loves them. But from a betting perspective, what is the ceiling, do you think, for this team? You know, is this a team that, you know, you would, you would look to put for NBA Finals where, and uh, they're 11 to 1 to win it, only five teams of smaller odds? Would you do that? Or the Grizzlies, do they still feel like a team that is maybe one year away from being a championship team? So, my producer on pretty much everything I do NBA wise is Fabio Lucarini. So, shout out to him. He, yeah. he had a discussion about this because the West, is so wide open. I think there's up. You can give me four or five teams to say, and say like, oh, they have a legitimate chance to be in the finals. You can make the argument. The discussion I had with Fab is these top tier teams in the West. It is going to be so matchup dependent this upcoming playoffs. And the analogy we said was like, okay, so Memphis is somehow they squared up against Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. We believe the Grizz have a reasonable chance to win that matchup. If the Nuggets play the Warriors in the West Finals, we think the Warriors will smoke them. We think they'll smoke Denver. And then you have matchups like the Clippers. The Clippers up against a team like the Warriors. We think the Clippers can win. But then the Grizz against the Clips, we think that's a really good matchup. So point being is the seeding, we think, is going to matter so much this year with how the Western Conference plays out. But at the price he just mentioned for Memphis, I absolutely love that price. This team gets it done on defense. And in a seven-game series, like, obviously you want to have, you know, good ISO scoring. Some of your more traditional stuff you've seen kind of in old-school basketball. But Memphis is so, so suffocating on the defensive end right now that, you know, depending who they play against, they could be a lot of trouble for any team that relies on a lot of scoring in the paint. Um, But you can, again, we can go on and on. We can talk about this for hours and make the argument for any of these Western Conference teams to end up in the finals. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee, I guarantee it'll, there will not be a conclusion. Any name you stick out, you can really kind of uh, bang the drum for why they deserve or are capable. and that's what I love about this year in the NBA. We, this is the most parody I have ever been a part of. And this is not a hyperbole since I've started watching basketball. Since the early 90s, I have never experienced parody that what we have right now. And it is glorious. I leave you with this question. We can ask this every week. And to me, the MVP conversation is a fun one because it really just tells the story of where we are at the moment. It kind of takes the temperature of the NBA. Now it's Jokic as the favorite. Doncic at two. Durant is down to 16 to one. And you can blame Jimmy Butler for that. Giannis is three. Tatum is tied with uh, Giannis. Uh, all these odds on FanDuel. Uh, your opinion on the MVP has it changed? Um, I just think it's so tight at the top. Like I, yep. I don't, I honestly, I'd be just, you know, throwing a dart at the board if I told you which one of these four guys wins it right now. But, Cos, how many times have you and I talked about narrative, right? Narrative I know. is so much part of this award. So the thing I can't get over, and I said, like, you thought you referenced the Kara hit, are they really going to give Jokic a 3 P? Like, really? Are they going to do that? Because think about how loud the conversation is going to get about LeBron being 
take, having that taken away from him, MJ mm-hmm. having that taken away from him twice, right? I just don't know. I really don't know if they're willing to do it. I feel like Jokic has to be so much better and above the other guys at the top there in order to win I, this award this season. That's my concern. I, I think he uh, Denver has to win the West, and, yeah, his numbers are going to be crazy. Otherwise, Luka wins it, but only if Dallas gets in the top four. I don't think yeah. they're going to give it to, to Luka. Dallas has got to get in the top four. Um, you know, Boston wins 60. Maybe you look at Tatum there. Um, Giannis, uh, if Milwaukee wins the East and give the honor. Oh, I can't wait. It's uh, it, You lot, know what, yeah. though? But, the, but this sort of goes to the, to the parody question. You know, it's it's like you can make the argument for four guys very easily. Um, Joel Embiid, uh, God, he's just going to – I, w- I want to give it to him just so he shuts up. And um, But but I feel like we've got – it's a four-man race right now, and maybe Joel Embiid uh, could sneak in. That's I think that, yeah, I think that yeah, makes Yeah, he's sense. lurking. He's hanging around. But, yeah, you know, I always remind everybody I talk to, we're halfway through the NBA. Yeah. Season. There's a lot to go. There's a lot of basketball yep. to play. A lot of things can happen. So, you oh, know, yeah. I do think there's uh, there's still a lot of the story to be untold. We'll see. Thank you so much, Wesley. Check out his work at tsn.ca slash edge. Wesley, thanks for joining the show. Hey, Cause, appreciate you. All the best to you and the family.